Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. When I first gave my life to Jesus, there was this wonderful sense of just a sheer relief from the darkness that I'd been walking in from everything that I'd been carrying, I felt so clean. It was remarkable considering what I'd actually been walking in. Some of you know my journey, but for those that don't, just know that it was a very, very, very dark place that I'd been walking in. I'd done drugs for 21 years. Um, just, Just real messy. And in that day that I turned my heart to Christ... That was the day my journey of forgiveness started. I was so eager to let go of stuff. There was just something in my heart that resonated with freedom and I just wanted so much of it. That was 2005. Roll forward 14 years. I've been preaching on forgiveness for 14 years and you'd think I'd be immune to it by now, wouldn't you? But that's not the case. When we, when we give our hearts to him, it's not a case of everything just gets washed off and that's it. We can just walk in complete freedom. We can if we choose forgiveness. But if we don't choose forgiveness, if we harbor forgive, unforgiveness in our hearts, it's like drinking poison. Unforgiveness is like the gold-plated... Deceit of the enemy. That's what unforgiveness is. But we need to read the small print. And the small print, can anybody read that? (laughs) The small print says, I don't have my glasses on me. I know they're on my head, but I don't like I don't like wearing them. One day I I am standing in faith that he's gonna heal my eyesight, eyesight. Warning. Do not take to heart. May cause bitterness, malice, anger, frustration, confusion, resentment, captivity, brokenness, bondage, strongholds, and ultimately, death. That's what unforgiveness does to us. It brings us to death. It does not bring us into a place of freedom by holding on to unforgiveness at all it's like drinking poison and wanting the other person to suffer why why do we why do we often find forgiveness and walking in it such a challenging part of life when someone does you a wrong you feel justified don't you at holding people accountable right it hurts so you've got the right to not let them off the hook It just wasn't fair. If we forgive someone, then are we actually saying what they've done is okay? We're justifying their action, right? And yet what they did was just so wrong. Friends, that is so not the case. You are not saying what they did was right. 
What you are doing by forgiving them is setting yourself free. That's what you're actually doing. For, for some, you might not even realize unforgiveness is residing in your heart. It might be something that you thought, ah, it was nothing. There's nothing I can do about it. So it's a good old Kiwi saying, it is what it is, right? You just, it, it just is. It happened. So what? But I tell you, if you see a person that resembles that pain, if you, if you pass somebody in the street, or in my case, I was recently on an inner healing training course with Marie. And at the beginning of the week, Marie and I were sat there thinking, all this material is very familiar. It's all about forgiveness and judgments and inner vows. And we both were familiar with the material. And then suddenly, we went into the coffee shop one morning, and I looked at the guy that was leading the course. And my heart just started burning. I looked at him and thought, do you know what? You so remind me, and it had come out of my mouth before I'd even thought about it. You so remind me of someone that hurt me big time. I think we need to talk. And then he disappeared. He thought, okay, I'm just going to get out of here, get out of the way. I didn't even know that pain was still there. Now just... I'll share a little bit more about that testimony in a moment. But just go with me, if you've got your Bibles, to Matthew 6, verses 14 to 15. Jesus says, If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father Forgive your trespasses. There's a big little word in there. If. <laughs> Luke spoke a couple of weeks ago about making forgiveness a habit. Like exercising a new muscle. You know, when, when we get saved, I don't know about you, but over the years, you kind of, I became a little complacent. And, well, you know, I walk in it, but... There's, there was just something in my heart. I love seeing when people are fresh in their faith. There's such a sense of excitement and zeal, and you just want to share the love of God with everybody. But over the years, it can wane. And I was like, Jesus, I don't want to be a lukewarm believer. I want to be a radical lover of you. I know that was my heart when I first got saved. And he led me to Psalm 51. I know Pastor Mark has been talking about creating me a clean heart, a pure heart. But further on in that scripture, as I was reading it, further on in that scripture, I was drawn to verse 12 in Psalm 51. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. How many of us have family members that we're praying into the kingdom? 
But if, if we're walking in unforgiveness, if we're walking in unrighteousness, then they can see it and they don't want a bar of it. But when you still love somebody, even when they've hurt you, they're, they're like, what, what is it that you're carrying? What is it about you? It's the joy of your salvation. It's, you, 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 you come into the kingdom, but then it then starts the journey of forgiveness and walking in it. So it's a new muscle. And I said this at the first service, if you don't exercise those new muscles for 72 hours, you start losing the definition. If, if you start losing the definition physically, it doesn't take that long spiritually to start losing your definition of in Christness. <laughs> you know, I remember years ago when I was younger, I was at a party in London and somebody slipped Rehypnol in my drink. Thankfully, I had a friend with me who protected me and made sure I got home. But Rehypnol is like a date rape drug. And you don't even know you've drunk it. You don't even know you've drunk the poison of unforgiveness until bitterness comes out, until rage comes out, until anger comes out, like it did for me in that coffee shop. This is only two weeks ago. This is me being totally vulnerable and honest with you because it's a journey. You know, when, when I looked at this chap, just to share the significance. Um, this, I used to live with this guy and his family, and um, he actually gave me away at my wedding. So it was quite, he played quite a significant part in my life. And we were in ministry together, and as soon as I was no longer part of that ministry, I was no longer in relationship with him. And sometimes Christians are harder to forgive than others. For people who don't know the Lord, I don't know why, but there's something, maybe I'm unique in this, but there's something in me that can actually forgive people who don't know him. But for people that do, you've got a greater expectation that they should be walking in forgiveness. And quite often, they don't, because <laughs> they're human too, whether we know him or not, right? So... When I saw this poor chap in the coffee shop and I spoke to him and said, I'm going to need to speak to you. I was so full of anger when I saw him. And even the way he prayed, he prayed like this chap. And I can hear the prayer and I'm trying to get into the prayer and all I can hear is Richard, who I lived with. And you know, when I got to the place of really forgiving him from my heart, Suddenly, it unlocked something. Somebody came over to me and said, do you know what, Helen, I'd love to just hang out with you. I'm like, really? No strings attached? No, no, I'd just love to hang out with you. A great friend came over to Hawke's Bay with me and just to hang out, just to be a part of whatever was going to happen that day. No strings attached. God redeemed that unforgiveness in my heart so quickly as I let it go. As I was preparing for today, Pastor Mark's been doing a great, great preach on Matthew 18. I love Matthew 18. 
because it really shows the heart of forgiveness and the dangers of unforgiveness, how it locks us up in captivity. And as I'm preparing for today, that would have been the scripture that I would have shared on. So I told Pastor Mark, I, I, that was going to be my scripture. But Holy Spirit said, no, 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 I want something fresh, Helen. So I come to you today with a revelation I had around Luke 4. And this scripture has helped me reflect just how Jesus has the absolute authority to enable us to be set free. And he's totally inviting every single one of us to stand in the finished work of the cross. The finished work of the cross says it is finished, right? It's done. That's it. And then we're invited to walk in that. Luke 4, just to set the context, he's just been baptized and affirmed from the heavenlies that he is the son of God whom our father is well pleased with. Then he's filled with the spirit and he's led out to the wilderness and he's tempted for 40 days by Satan. His human character is forged in this time. Now, whatever he's inviting you to let go of today, it's part of your heart that's being forged, your character which is being fashioned into your in Christ-likeness. In Luke 4, Jesus has to stand in his truest identity as a son of God and not believe the lies of the enemy. Don't forget, he's fully human in this moment, right? He's fully human, but he's full of the Spirit. We are fully human, but we are full of the Spirit of God. <laughs> Every single one of us can stand in forgiveness if we so choose, but it is a choice. In our humanness, we like to be right. <laughs> we, don't, we don't like to fully let somebody go and say, you don't owe me anything. Because what you feel like you're doing then is saying, okay, well, what I'm letting go of isn't important. It's okay. It's not okay. But in Luke for what I believe Jesus showed me is it's not just the sin, it's not just the offense that was caused against you for you to harbor unforgiveness. It was the consequences of that. We often say, right, okay, for me it was, Richard, I forgive you for, for, for just not wanting to be part of my life once I stepped out of ministry. But what really went on in my heart my heart felt used. My heart felt discarded. It was so painful for somebody to turn around and say, you are no longer important in my world. When he gave me away on my wedding day, so every time I looked at my wedding photographs, something stirred inside of me with a, mm. you only know that you've forgiven from the heart when you can look at those photos. <laughs> And here, somebody pray the way that he used to pray. Jesus says in um, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Captivity is a consequence of sin, right? When you're brokenhearted, it's a consequence of sin. It's not the sin itself. So I urge you right now, just where you're sat, just take a moment and whomever Holy Spirit has quickened your heart with that you need to forgive this morning. I pray that you may count the cost. I pray that you may consider what it was that was stolen from you and are you prepared to let it go fully and wholly let it go to Jesus. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.